the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus says, whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. Everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Everyone who divorces his wife, except in the ground of sexual morality, makes her commit adultery. And if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. These are hard words of Jesus, words that sometimes are ignored or outright rejected. They're oftentimes ignored because there is, among um, many Christians, a tendency just to edit Jesus into some form of a sweet and kind Jesus. Temptation here is that you would think only of Jesus as the one who carries his lamb on the shoulders, like you see in the paintings, and, and smiling, and, and maybe having children on his lap, or maybe just the Jesus you see in a little Bible story book, you know, with the little balloons and saying, you know, come unto me, etc. like this, the little Bible story books. And no more, Jesus is sweet and kind. In our culture, there's a tendency to outright reject the words of Jesus. They don't apply to our modern times. In other words, what becomes um, inerrant is our own age and our own morality of the culture around us. Times have changed, so the words of Jesus can't be rejected. This edited Jesus does not really demand much of you, and his law is easily conformed to whatever a person might be comfortable with. But the Jesus who speaks in today's lesson is not an edited Jesus. He's not just a sweet Jesus. He's not a Jesus of times gone past. He's the eternal God who speaks. And so listening to who is speaking is very important. Remember in Matthew chapter 1, which is four chapters ahead of this, you hear that this Jesus is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He's the holy God of all eternity. It is this Jesus who confronts you with your true sinfulness. The harshness of Jesus' condemnation grates against the sin that Jesus, against the sense that Jesus is always nice and kind and sweet. We don't like to hear the words that you, that, that condemn us even if you say you fool or of hatred in our hearts. But Jesus is God the Son. By him all things were made. He is the God who spoke from the burning bush and told Moses to take off his shoes because Moses was standing on his holy ground. He is the God who drowned Pharaoh in the, Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. When Nadab and Abihu offered an unauthorized fire to him, God the Son condemned them with the fire of his wrath. He is the one who says, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Jesus is Lord God of Sabaoth, the holy creator and ruler of heaven and earth. He created all men. He created a perfect world. He is the one that looked upon his perfect creation and said, it is very good. So you have no right to murder one of his creation. You have no right even to say you fool as an insult of a, to another one of his precious creations. He created them male and female. His words are clear that there's only to be sexual relations between a man and a woman within the bonds of holy marriage. 
sexual relations outside of marriage is a gross transgression of his holy institution. Even to have impure thoughts is a violation of his holiness. He created marriage as holy, therefore unlawful divorce violates his holiness. Marriage is holy. It is a reflection of Christ and his church. And Christ and his church remain together forever. Jesus is God and he condemns sin. And his condemnation is serious. Later in Matthew, Jesus promises to come back at the last day. And to those who are not his, Jesus will say, depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Jesus cannot be edited or softened and just turned into somebody who is nice so that he would condone sin. Jesus, the holy God, cannot condone sin. In fact, Jesus, the holy God, confronts sin. But there's another problem with this text. It is to hear these words of Jesus as your failure so that you have to only do better. You can hear the words of Jesus regarding how you treat your neighbor, human sexuality, as words to just try harder. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. Therefore, you can do things to make yourself better and better, even if it means getting out and, and forgetting about things. In Jesus' time, you see this in the Pharisees. They attempted to be holier than their fellow Jews. In Martin Luther's time, monks and nuns practices extreme behavior to try to please God. Luther, in his Augustinian cloister, fasted, slept on a stone flo floor, beat himself, was constantly going to confession. But ultimately, all this fails because the heart, this is what Jesus is getting after in this lesson, the heart is never perfect. Holiness cannot be in yourselves. Only God in himself is holy. So all attempts to satisfy God by yourself will fail. You can't just ignore it. You have to know that God himself is holy. Jesus himself is holy. If all you had were these words of Jesus for your life, you would be left in despair. These words, these words of Jesus in Matthew chapter five, con five confront you with your sin, testify that your sin is deep, that you cannot possibly justify yourselves before God. In danger, you are in danger of the fire of hell. Jesus, however, speaks much more than this narrow section of Matthew chapter five. Jesus does much more than confront you with the sin. He is the one who comforts you with his salvation, with his gospel. Remember the very person that is speaking these words. His name is Jesus. The same passage in Matthew 1 that says that he is Emmanuel, that is God with us, is also the passage that tells Joseph, you shall name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The same Jesus who confronts sinners in this passage is the same Jesus who comforts the paralytic with the words, your sins are forgiven you. This same Jesus speaks to you, come unto me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus is indeed true God, and God is gracious and merciful. God desires the salvation of all. The holy God who hates sin becomes incarnate to save his people from their sin. 
This Jesus is the holy God saving his people from their sin. So he is born sinless, but Jesus, as you heard a couple weeks ago, is baptized by John, and this is a baptism for sinners. Jesus is taking upon himself the sins of the world. And in taking upon the sins of the world, he will take those sins all the way to the cross. And you see this so starkly in the Gospel of Matthew. This Jesus, who is the Savior of the world, will be forsaken for your sake on the cross, and he'll say from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is forsaken by the Father on the cross for your sake so that he might, your sins will be taken away. He has suffered justly for your sins and your sins are taken away. Your sins are atoned for by the sacrifice of Jesus. And this Jesus now gives you the waters of baptism. Matthew is the one that says you will be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus' last words in the Gospel of Matthew are, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. In Jesus, and only in Jesus, is there true salvation and true comfort for the troubled soul. Yes, you hear the words of Jesus and they confront you this day that you are a sinner. Your heart is indeed sinful. You are not holy of yourself. Your sin is deep. But it's Jesus who's speaking. Jesus is speaking so that you would not ever rely on yourself, but rely only on him and know only his comfort. Jesus is the savior of the world. Jesus is the one who came to take away your sin. Jesus is the one who faced Satan in the wilderness. Jesus is the one who led the sinless life. Jesus is the one who atoned. Jesus is the one who rose again for you. Jesus is the one who makes you his baptized people. And Jesus says that this supper is given for the forgiveness of your sins. You are baptized, you are fed, you are his. And this Jesus who confronts you ends in the word of comfort. I am with you always to the end of the world. This is Jesus for you, amen. You rise for prayer.